Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And before you bring that vehicle that has a few problems or maybe just one uh, to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, you might be uh, armed with a little more information thanks to the help we get from uh, ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Nice to see you again, Good Dan. Good morning. Having so much fun here this morning. I don't yeah. have my headphones set and <laughs> we I'm were, not ready to go. We but. were, uh, yeah, this work gets in the way, doesn't it? Talking about cars. Yeah, <laughs> Imagine <we> that. <laughs> if you do have a car care question, as you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, Dan has helped us out here for about 20 years on CCO, helping you out, uh, solving those issues. If you have a car care uh, question, 651 989-9226. We've cleared all the lines, so you can use that if you want to phone in your question for Dan. Again, 651-989-9226, or send Dan a text at 81807, Uh Well, we're waiting for those calls and text messages. You and I were just starting to talk about, well, first of all, it's like almost the middle of August. Yeah, I thought, wow, where did where did the summer let's, go? Let's skip that topic. Yeah, but. <laughs> let's do. But a, a many kids, children, grandchildren yeah. are going back to school, yeah. college. Maybe they're going to be getting a new used vehicle. First of all, uh, I'm sure you get, and we've talked about it, some people who are maybe interested in a used car for their uh, child or grandchild. Right. They bring it into Lloyd's and have you guys check it over before they buy it. Absolutely. You absolutely have to do that. What, what items do you look for quickly? In the, in I that? tell you what, we just did this. My whole, my whole cleanup crew was uh, seniors this year, so they all, they all graduated. There was two or three of them that are on their way to college, and we just helped them with that very process of getting their cars ready to go, knowing that they were safe because they're, first of all, taking a road trip. Yeah. They need to uh, know that it's safe to go across country and then secondly, they're going to be away from home where they don't know anybody that's going to help them with uh, their repairs. So they needed to be sure that the, that the car is ready to go. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> what we did, of course, is, is just all of the safety things that cars need that, you know, we checked the fluids, of course, be sure that the fluids are, you know, clean and, and not leaking and ready to go. And then we do a safety inspection, which includes uh, the steering, the suspension, the brakes, the tires, all the things that will cause you trouble if, if you don't stay on top of it and take good care of it. And, and then we just give it a good, you know, the, a good once over. The, do the wipers work? Do the washers work? Is the, you know, is the, is the car generally ready to go for them? And, and uh, you'll see that either from a private party that's selling or from uh, another uh Commercial out. Well, not very often is the seller interested in what's wrong with the car, but most, right. but very often is the is the buyer interested. And people will come in and and say, you know, I'm I'm going to look at a car at a dealership, and and uh, I was just wondering about it. And do you think the dealer will let me bring it in and have it inspected? And uh, we, of course, say, well, if they won't let you bring it yeah. in and have it inspected, you don't want it. Red flag. Yeah, that's a that's a big problem. But yeah, we do that all the time, every day, and every single day. Do you? 
we're checking a car out for somebody for just that purpose. And and while it costs a little bit of money to have the inspection done, most often we find a couple little things that need to be done. And, you know, either you're aware of it and you can negotiate price on that matter or uh, oftentimes a dealership will just take care of it for you and and uh, and then and to, in order to get the deal complete, so it's a, it's a few it costs a few dollars to have it done, but it's a great investment. It's a little so, more peace of mind too. It is. When, uh, if it's your child or grandchild, right? And especially uh, if if even if it's a car that you've been using for a couple of years, and the you know it's time for them to take it off to college. Yeah, uh, good. Idea. That's a good. Point. It needs to be inspected and and gone over to be sure that it's safe. Because you know, there's nothing worse than getting the fo- the phone call from oh. somebody. Hi, mom, dad. I'm in the I'm in the uh, middle of Iowa, and the car just overheated or yeah. whatever. I mean, you just don't, you just don't want to get that because then your hands are tied. There's nothing you can do. You don't know anybody to help you, and uh, and so that's that's troubling. I had a question about the t- well, I didn't have the question. Somebody I was talking to here at CCO a few days ago, so I said, I'll ask Dan about that. They were asking me about uh, the idea of uh, nitrogen and tires. I know we've talked about that yeah. before, but what's is there uh, some real positive thing? Why would you do that? Well, I don't, <clears throat> I, you know, chem, or I'm not a chemist, so I don't know uh, that much about it. But the, uh, the theory is, and, and I think it's a good theory, is that the nitrogen doesn't, doesn't uh, react to temperature the way oxygen mm-hmm. does. And so what they do is they take the oxygen out of the tire and leave it full of just nitrogen, which most of the atmosphere is nitrogen anyway. So, uh, but but in this process and with this machine, they take the oxygen out, and and so your tires are filled with just nitrogen, which is drier, uh, doesn't react mm. to temperature. So there's some benefits to it. Now, whether the tires really last longer, I don't know. Um, I certainly, you know, they, the drier part, they say that it won't cause your wheels to corrode and stuff. But I definitely have had uh, tires with those little green caps on them. That have uh, that I've had to break down the tires and, and uh, you know repair the corrosion that's going on there. So they they st- I think there still is some some uh, some moisture issues, but but uh, people do it and and you know if it's it's like one of those things if you believe in additives for your yeah. oil and so forth and it makes you feel good that's what you should do. All and, right. But uh, I don't know enough about uh, the nitrogen to actually go ahead and endorse it. Okay. Tell you what, let's uh, let's take this break here. Invite our listeners to call in or text in. They're already doing that. Uh, there's a line open. Uh, keep in mind, Dan will be here till about seven forty-five. So don't wait. If you have a car care question, to bring it to us right now, either by phone six five one nine eight nine nine two two six or send Dan a text eight one eight zero seven. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located where in St. Paul? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, right between Lexington and Victoria. Coffee on, uh, shops, great uh, shopping. I love that. Yeah, you, ha- you have a way of meandering about while, <laughs> while I'm working on your it's car. It's worth the trip, yeah. you know, wherever you're from. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Well, let's bakeries over there. Yeah. And, yeah lots of coffee shops. Absolutely. So. And yeah. how do, what else, uh, if we can't make it over, we can call. Yeah, you can call. Actually, uh, I think Jim will be there this morning at 651-228-1316, or you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S. You got a new website, too. Yeah, we did. Have you yeah. seen it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. it's uh, way, 
Way more action-packed than anything I can understand. I'd rather be there in person, (laughs) as a matter of fact. But that's great, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you what. uh, We invite our listeners and have uh, uh, every Saturday to call in uh, or to send a text. I want to get some text messages, but Ann and Chad Hassan is on the horn with a question. Thanks for waiting, Ann. How can we help you? Yes, my daughter has a 2010 Jeep Compass we, we bought a few years ago, and she just took it in, and the tie rods need to be replaced. And we just had that done two years ago at a little shop. So I'm just I'm wondering, do the tie rods wear out that fast? Uh, I'm not even sure what tie rods are, but um, or did were they not replaced and repaired the first time? And it was we just paid a bunch of money and nothing was done, and here we have to do it again. Well, let's so, let, let's sure hope that's not the case. I don't like to hear of uh, stories of that where somebody didn't do the work, but uh, at that period of time, I would certainly take it back to the to the first shop, and I think there should be some uh, negotiation that can take place there if they did uh, not last, for sure, the warranty period, but even if it was just a couple of years, they should do better than that. But here's the story. The oftentimes tie rods, now, first of all, tie rods are very, very important. Uh, it's dangerous to drive around with loose tie rods because it's the only thing uh, connecting your steering wheel to the tire. So if the tie rod breaks, you lose control of the, ste- of the, of the steering. And of course that's not safe. So it needs to be fixed and it needs to be fixed soon. Um, the tie rods, there's a couple different ways of, of replacing them. One is with a sealed unit. In other words, it's completely sealed. There's no grease fitting on it and there's no way to lubricate it over time. That's a very, very common uh, way of getting a tie rod. Most of the original equipment ones are are that way now. The second one is uh, it does have a grease fitting, and when you do an oil change, you lubricate that tie rod, which keeps it from wearing you know prematurely. So I don't know what kind you have on your car, what it was replaced with. If it was replaced with a a lubri- one that can be lubricated, and it was not lubricated, uh, that might be the problem. It uh, it just didn't uh, get lubricated, and because it got dry, it, it wore out prematurely. But at any rate, it needs to be repaired. I would take it back to where you had it done the first time, talk to them about it. If they won't help you, then you need to go somewhere else. Yeah. All right. Well, I know it's really expensive, and here's another big expense after we just did it a couple of years ago. So I'll find out. So maybe that's um, what what are Jeep compasses in the twenty. 20- 2010 Jeep compasses are they usually the sealed unit or the? I'm sure they are. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the original one was a, was a sealed unit. So I and I don't know what it was replaced with the second time. Hmm. Okay, so take. that's what we have to find out. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what happened. Very good. All right. Well, this gives us a start. Thank you. Good luck, Ann. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. Texter says this, I have a 2010 Ford Fusion. When should transmission be flushed or changed? I think I know what you're going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Denny. (laughs) Read the manual. Yeah, it's in in your owner's manual. Maybe never. Uh, Those oftentimes now are lifetime fluids, and they're very, very complicated to change uh, anyway. And to get the fluid level correct, they need to be, you know, up on a hoist to check them, and they need to be at a certain temperature, and I have to have my scan tool hooked up to them so I can see what the transmission temperature is doing. Um, so first of all, if, if it 
is due to be serviced, make sure that you have it done by the right professional and uh, so that it's done properly. And if it says that it's a lifetime fluid and it doesn't need to be serviced, I would believe them. I think that that's what you should do. Now, that being said, if if by chance you have a lifetime fluid in your transmission or any other component, you need to watch it closely for leaks hmm. because uh, if it leaks, it's still a problem. Yeah. And uh, so if there's a, if you, you know, when, when you're having your normal service work done, if there is any form of a leak, you need to have it uh, dealt with so that the leak does not continue and the transmission or whatever component doesn't run out of fluid. All right, very good. 651-989-9226. Keep in mind, Dan will be here for about another 15 minutes or so. So if you want to ask a question, do it now. Like Jim, who's calling from Two Harbors with a question. Hi, Jim. How can we help you? Uh, I have a 2015 Kia Soul and that ecosystem, which I'm not quite sure the proper usage of it. You can turn it on and off. My impression is maybe it's designed to be turned off on freeway driving, but I never really have had a clear explanation of how you properly use that. Well, uh, once again, I would refer to refer you to your manual when when it's in the you know the uh, environment that echoes the ecosystem when it when it's on. It's when the vehicle is being the most energy efficient, and it will affect things like shift patterns and you know, operating temperatures and all sorts of things like that. It's, it sets the computer technology into a different mode. And when you shut it off, uh, it, it, it will offer you more performance. <clears throat> Say, for example, you're hauling a big load, if you're driving through the mountains, if you're that, all those sorts of things. When you need the performance out of the car, you have to give a little bit up for the environment and, uh, and but the car will will perform more aggressively that way, and uh, most people never touch it. I guess that's the bottom line: is you know, turn it on, leave it on, and uh, most people will never notice the difference anyway. So okay. that would be my advice. But but check your manual, and it will give you a full explanation of how it works, what it affects, and uh, and when you should, uh, you know, under certain conditions, when you should shut it off. I know we have to break here quickly, bottom of the hour break, so uh, Mike and Blaine, hang on. Thank you, Jim, uh, for the call. Texters, if you want to send Dan a text before he leaves, uh, the text number 81807. Dan, when we come back, you know, we started the show with talking about when your child or grandchild is heading to college and you've got a car, you want to check and see if that's good, whether it's an existing one or a, a new a, a used to be purchased. What happens if they're out in the middle of, wherever, and it breaks down. Let's, uh, let's talk about I, that. I had that experience. Oh, you did? Week, so I'll tell you about oh, that. Oh, a personal story. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Well, hang on to that uh, story. We'll, uh, we'll open it up when we come back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our car care show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, helping us out as he's done for many years. I see an open line, 651-989-9226. Dan's going to be here for about another 10, 12 minutes. So don't wait. If you have a question, uh, Dan will uh, glad to help you out, both by text that number, 81807, or call us, 651-989-9226. Dan, let's get back to the phones, and I want to find out that personal story of yours. Mike is calling from Blaine. Go ahead, Mike. Dan's listening. Uh, good morning. Uh, yes, I have a 2002 Alero uh, sedan that my uh, youngest daughter drives, and she 
let me know recently, Dad, both my signal lights, they don't flash on either side. And I had said, well, did you check the manual? No, I hadn't looked at the manual. So I thought, well, I'll just give you a quick call. Is that still the bulb replacement on the tail lights on both sides then, or could that be another problem? That's probably another problem. If they if they flash fast, it's usually a bulb. There's a piece of the circuit missing, and it causes the flasher to go too quickly. Um, so if they flash fast, it's usually a bulb that needs to be replaced. If they don't flash at all, there is a turn signal flasher unit in it somewhere. Uh, it's easiest to find when it's working because then you can follow the sound to it. But uh, but that's not all. In this case, you'll have to find somebody to look it up for you, or perhaps you could search the web and find out where it's located. Oftentimes, okay. they're hidden in some obscure spots. But but uh, you want to start with replacing the turn signal flasher. If that's not the case, then the next thing to look at would be the turn signal switch itself. Uh, they fail from time to time, and sometimes the failure will affect both sides. But now uh, that turn signal switch is that within the the unit on the steering column because that whole unit had been replaced. Yeah. The whole signal uh, unit system had been replaced. Yeah, that 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 is right. That is that is what. Uh, what I'm talking about, that whole assembly, the multifunction switch, they call it. But but the place to start would be with the turn signal flasher. Locate that. It's very inexpensive. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money testing it. You can just replace it and uh, see if that takes care of it for you. Now, when you say turn signal flasher, is that the um, uh, in the taillights or is that a fuse? No. Well, it's neither. It's no, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a self-contained unit. And uh, like I say, if you search the internet for it, they'll show you what it looks like, and hopefully you'll find some money. Somebody, oftentimes YouTube videos or somebody will show you yeah. where they're located, yeah. and okay. take right. you through the process of replacing it. I bet you'll be able to find it, Mike. Yeah. I bet. All right. Good luck. Good hunting. Thanks very much. Uh, let's see who's next. Steve is calling from Buffalo. Steve, you're on CCO. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See, so, yeah, I've got a uh, 2016 uh, Explorer. Uh, the Cadillac converter is already plugged now. It's not under warranty, but anyway, uh, if I just, if I took that off and didn't replace it, would that be illegal? Yes, it would be illegal. You can, you can replace it with an aftermarket unit, which uh, are much less expensive. Um, we don't, we won't do it that way. We don't do it that way because I have to warranty it and I have, and I have to be sure that your check engine light will stay off. The, uh, the, the... Uh, units seem to work just fine, uh, you know, the aftermarket ones, if you want to keep the cost down. But, uh, but yes, you, 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 you legally cannot completely eliminate the catalytic converter. You legally can use an aftermarket one. All right. Very good. Let's see who's next. Diane is calling from Farmington with a question. Go ahead, Diane. Yes, good morning. I have a 1997 Buick Park Avenue and when I was on the highway um, going up the hill, it kind of chugged, and then it came out of it. And I, the transmission fluid is up there level. I was just wondering what that was. You know, most commonly when I hear that complaint on that vintage of a car, the, it's, uh, it's an ig- uh, ignition misfire that you're feeling, and the, the conditions you described is exactly when it's happening, when you're under load, on the highway, and it, you're actually feeling a misfire. 
And on that vehicle, because uh, when you have one cylinder that misfires, uh, because the coil is connected, it affects two cylinders. And so it uh, shuts off two cylinders while you're under load, and that gets exaggerated, and that's why it feels like you know something serious is happening. And I guess it is quite serious. You're running on a four-cylinder instead of a six-cylinder. But uh, at any rate, I think that if you take it in and have it checked, uh, somebody and, – and another point is they – the the misfire doesn't happen long enough for the com- computer to catch it and um, turn on the check engine light. So the shop won't get any help with that. But uh, but at any rate, if somebody takes it out for a drive, is able to recreate it, they'll know that it's a secondary misfire, and they'll take care of it for you. All right. Good luck, Diane. Thanks very much. Uh, Debbie is calling from Malacca with a question for you. Go ahead, uh, Debbie. Dan's listening. Hi, Dan. I got a 93 Oldsmobile Silhouette. And it runs really good. It's got 470,000 miles on it. And lately, the last couple of weeks, I'll go to turn it on, and it'll turn over, but it won't fire. Then you can go out there the next day, and she'll start up for two weeks, and then one day she'll just decide to turn over, turn over, turn over, and not fire. The Chevy dealer put it on a scope, and they thought it was a fuel pump. Is it, Could it be my ignition, a wire? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it could be a whole bunch of things. Um, fuel pump is certainly a possibility. With that many miles on it, of course, everything is wore out. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> to be fair, it's just true. Uh, they, they, everything has been worked a long time. You know, there's uh, – my second thought is – first thought was a fuel pump. My second thought is that um, – you know, there's uh, uh, um, a sensor in the key, and if the uh, if a theft a theft deterrent system, and if that theft deterrent system, if the key is is creating trouble, or very commonly in the ignition switch itself, uh, there'll be there'll be trouble, and where it's it's still connected but barely. And under certain conditions, it's not happy, and it just and the you know it's the theft deterrent system is is causing it to fail. The trouble is for me to fix it for you, I have to get it tacked up while I have my uh, my tools on it, and you know like you say that takes a couple of weeks. So um, I don't have great advice for you uh, to have somebody fix it for you without it being without it acting up more frequently, and that's not very comforting for you uh, to think that it has to get worse before somebody's going to fix it for you. But the two places I would look is I'd, I'd hook up a fuel pressure gauge to it and uh, check for pressure when it's acting up, and then I would have my computer hooked up to it and see if the theft deterrent thing is acting up. Mm. One thing that you could do on your own would be to try a different key. Ah. Uh, don't think that's probably where the problem is. More likely it's in the ignition switch itself. But, uh, but you might try a different key and see if that helps. That's a start. Yeah. All right. Good luck, Debbie. Texter says this. Remember the, the caller about the tie rods. Regarding the caller with the worn-out tie rods, I often see people, Texter says, in parking lots turning their wheels while not moving. I remember my father telling me not to do that because it's hard on the tie rods. Is that still true? Is the question a person with power steering really doesn't know how much effort it takes to move the wheels while not moving. What That's, do you think? Well, I, they're, kind no, of? They're, yeah, kind of. They're designed to, to take that, of course. But uh, you're right. If you're wondering uh, uh, how much energy it takes to turn the steering wheel, just do it when the car's not running, and you'll see. The uh, power steering makes a big yeah, difference. Big and, yeah. and you're pushing hard on the wheel when it's, uh, when it's standing still. That's true. But 
again, the car is designed to do that. It, sometimes you just have to turn the wheel yeah. to get out in or, in or out of a, of a situation spot, sure. you know, safely. Texter says, this, Dan, I had a Saturn Ion that had many problems. I had a headlight go out that cost me 400 to $500 to replace because of a computer problem. Does that happen on other cars? It does. In does fact, it? In fact, headlights are getting ridiculous. <laughs> the, the, these, uh, you know, these headlights are so fancy and the, the you know, the xenon headlights and, and the, uh, they have ballast and the bulbs are expensive. And, yeah, and aren't they sometimes hard to get at too? Some, well, sometimes, yeah, you have to take the whole bumper off yeah. to get at them. But yeah, people, people come in and, and talk to us about headlights. And when I tell them what it's going to cost to repair them, they, okay, and of course you have to do it. You have yeah, no choice. And, of course. and I'm not going to charge any more than the next guy, but, uh, but that's just the way it goes. It's, it's getting ridiculous. Well, Dan, we started the show with uh, talking about uh, maybe the, uh, your child or grandchild is uh, getting ready to go to college and they, they checked out the, the used car, the car they, the, that you're going to give them. Uh, and uh, they're on the way and they're in the middle of wherever you said Iowa, but anywhere. And they're out already halfway there and you get the call. What happened to you? And then, then what do you do in that case? <laughs> well, actually, my kids, uh, my kids came to visit me in Colorado and luckily they made it uh, to me. I mean, they, they got there, but while we were there for the week, they had had car trouble, and uh, they got there before I did. And, of course, when I got there, or they waited for me, of course, because they weren't going to do anything without me. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, they said, what should I do? And, of course, uh, I said, well, call Nick, <laughs> which is exactly what we did. You know, we called our shop. Yeah. We called the shop that you do business with. And in that world, we have a net. We have networks of of different people that we do business with through our, our you know, our our parts suppliers oh, sure, yeah. or through you know different organizations that we belong to. So, and we can we can find uh, like shops in different towns and cities sure. uh, that w- that you know have the same cre- credentials that we have. And so that's what uh, Nick did for us. He found a shop near us that that was like us, that did business with the same parts companies that we do business with. And so we took it there and they took care of it and it was just, and it was just fine. So what was the problem? The alternator. It was an failed. alternator yeah, problem. Yeah, it would, it, the alternator had failed. And it was, it's an old car and had a lot of miles on They'd it. They'd like it to find you and have you. Well, they, nice of source. course, brought it in before they yeah. took their trip. And, you know, at the time the alternator was working, so I didn't tell them to put an <laughs> alternator course, in. But right. At any rate, that's, that's the way it goes what on an story. old car. But... But the, the you know the answer to the problem is if you have trouble on the road what should you do and my answer is call your shop they'll the shop you do business with they'll uh, help you figure out what to do and and not only that when the other shop calls you with what the diagnosis is they can help you with uh, sorting out if that makes sense and and what you really need to do too excellent. Come back next week, would you? I will. Okay. What's the number, Lloyd's? Uh, call this morning at six five one two two eight. One, three, one, six. Good deal. See you one week from today. Sounds good. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.